Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey everyone, I'm Laura. And I'm Mac. And we are back for what we believe will be our final medical emergency edition of The Holodeck is Broken. That's not because the medical emergency is over. Uh, By all indications, it's barely begun. (laughs) Uh, However, uh, we have devised a way to bring our intrepid away team, Z and Eris, back into the fold. And we've run out of series to talk about Mm, in our wide lens sort of format that we've adopted, which now has actually exceeded the amount of episodes we did in the original format yeah we watched a lot of star trek yeah we certainly yeah, did we certainly interesting. did interesting good news was that in the midst of all of this a whole new series premiered this is true so we have one more episode to do in this format we've had a lot of star trek this year that's it in fact this is the highest per hour star trek year since 1999 when the last time deep space nine and voyager were both on the air at the same time Sounds like you did some research on that. Uh, somebody mentioned it on Twitter, and the math uh, checked out with me. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you you checked their facts, and uh... I I could do the math in my head. It was like oh, that's ah, about right. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> We've had Picard season one. Mm-hmm. We are in the midst of Lower Decks season one, and we will get Discovery season three starting right after the uh, Lower Decks is over. And then when does the other show kick in? Uh, Strange New Worlds? Yes. It hasn't started shooting yet, so I don't think they have oh, a okay. firm release date for it. Okay, so it's not coming out right after Discovery's no. done. Uh. No, but we will have a, a Trek gap after that. But they've done mm. pretty well. Yes. Given yes. what the given the, the fucked up nature of this year, <laughs> we've had a pretty good Star Trek quotient. This is true. Yeah. This is true. So... We then come to uh, Lower Decks. We are recording this the day of the premiere of the fifth episode, mm-hmm. Cupid's Errant Arrow. Am I getting oh, the title I of that right? I don't remember titles. Yeah. You're the title person. That's something <laughs> along there. Yeah. It's the one where Boimler has a girlfriend. Yes. I think we'll start off, you know, because naturally it's a new Star Trek show, so there is a brigade of people uh eager if not willing to uh complain about it and be already oh yeah they were they were ready to complain about it after it was announced more so after the trailer came out and have proceeded to complain even more now that the show is actually running cool i love complainers they're so great it's really it it heightens the level of the discourse Mm, does it and it cheers everybody up Oh, okay. Well, I've been doing it wrong then. Yeah. Yeah. They're not being bummers at all. (laughs) It's almost like they have nothing else to do right now, so... (laughs) I don't have anything else to do, but I'm not, you know, (laughs) raining on their parade. So, do we like it? Yes. That seems like a qualified yes. No. That's super shady, isn't it? Um, no, no, no. I do like it. Um, it was funny to me because, like, the very the first time we watched the first episode, um, I it took me a little while to get into it. Mm-hmm. I think because it was just a much different format than what I was used to mm-hmm. coming from any version of Star Trek, and so I was laughing 
more regularly towards the end of that first episode than it was hitting me at the beginning. Um, but I've enjoyed the episode since then, and we've since rewatched a couple of the episodes again. Rewatched again, whatever. Um, but I time has no meaning this year. Oh, it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. And you know, grammar doesn't mean anything either. It so is not lin- <laughs> this year is not linear. It is not. Oh, that's what's wrong. We're we're stuck in a little profit tunnel or something, yeah. aren't we? Neutrinos from the uh, okay from the uh, Bajoran end of the the wormhole have mm. uh, found their way over here. Or there's an anti-time anomaly that's just big enough Ooh, to start fucking anti-time. things up. Anti-time, remember that? I do. Yeah. Wow, 2020 is weird. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so since we've rewatched uh, a few of the episodes, I've liked it more, and there's just Little uh, surprises galore, little Easter eggs mm-hmm. for people. Um, it's not like slapping you in the face with all of their references to other bits of Star Trek. Um, it's just thrown in there in some snappy dialogue. And, mm-hmm. you know, you catch it, you don't catch it, and you catch more the second time you watch it. So yeah. um, I think it grew on me. But I, I just remember in, starting out on the very first episode, I really wasn't sure. Yeah. I, I, w- I would agree it grew on me as the first episode unfurled. I would I'd tie that to two things. I would say, one, the dialogue is very fast-paced. It is. They're, they're chattering at each other at a very rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Almost, Sorkinian seems uh, mm. not quite right, but uh, they're trying to jam a lot in 22 minutes. Mac is taking the Aaron Sorker, Sor- Sorker, Sorker, Sorkin uh, master class right now. So uh, everything's Sorkinian in this household right now. <laughs> Sure it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, no. I agree with you because, yeah, it's definitely snappy uh, in parts. They're literally walking down hallways and, while right. talking briskly at one another. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it does feel very uh, West Wingy. Yeah. West and, Wing in space. And, and, and that's a different rhythm for Star Trek that, that, that takes mm-hmm. a little bit of growing accustomed to. And I also think the fact that it's a half hour, it, it takes uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit of getting used to because... You're used to a Star Trek story filling in 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 45 minutes, give or take a few minutes. Yeah. And this one, like I remember at the end of like the first couple episodes, I was like, oh, that's it? No, let's let's go a little further. But as we rewatched it, it it Mm. feels like you can can relax a little bit more because it doesn't feel just 22 minutes of it feels too quick. Yeah. 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 Um, I think we've grown to like the characters quite a bit. In mm-hmm. these first couple of episodes. I'm a mariner. Yeah, I'm definitely a Boimler. Yeah. I always get his name wrong. Everybody does. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. a whole gag on the show. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Definitely definitely me. Like, Mac kind of eschews that uh, work your way up and, you know, become become the captain kind of uh, mentality as it comes to work. And because I'm like, it, because a, doing- why won't they promote me kind of a person? <laughs> Because doing so has brought me nothing but misery. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why won't they promote me? I do everything and I do it quickly and then I ask for more work and I'm really surprised that I'm not a captain by now. <laughs> and I have literally said before that scene happened, I'm pretty good at getting demoted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but that's also a very Kirkian thing for you. Like, you know. True. He, he found the job he wanted to do and he... Right. Don't don't you dare promote me out of that. No. <laughs> Although they did promote him. They did. And then and he it brought him nothing but saved misery. the world and was able to get demoted for it. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's the dream. <laughs> sometimes it all works out. 
But uh, anyways, we already... We had an interesting discussion yesterday because we've been kind of watching episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in the background around here. Yeah, just for for fun. Something new to stream. And I I pitched yesterday that we should rewatch all all of the thus aired uh, Lower Decks. And you... Gave me this look like that's different than the Fresh Prince, and I was like, "Oh, contraire! I believe in a walled Newtonian fashion. I can draw a direct line <laughs> from Beckett Mariner to the fictional Will Smith that mm, uh, mm. lived in Bel Air with his cousins." Yes, yes, yeah. I think there, there's a direct line. <laughs> also, thinking she may be descended from Boyles, but that's another. Mm, and it sounds Boyle, like she is not Boyles yeah. from Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, 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 no. Our, yeah. our, well, your breed of boils. I married into it. Yeah. You don't necessarily <laughs> have to claim us. Okay. I've been charmed by many of the references in the show. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we watched the most recent episode and I, I actually gasped when they cut away to Deep Space Nine. He, he did. Oh my gosh. It was yeah. this weird little like, oh, <gasps> kind of moment for him. It was the, the closest you get to, oh, fond remembrances. Yes, yes. And Chief <laughs> Nostalgia. O- Chief O'Brien, in a oblique manner, yes. has been the only character uh, from previous established canon to mm-hmm. make an appearance. Yeah, and in that that flashback in the most recent episode, they're wearing the old style like DS9 uniforms because the yeah. uniforms in the rest of the show are an updated yeah. version. So. And it's interesting. This is definitely buzzer territory, but mm. the, the I don't have a buzzer ready to go. Sorry. The the <laughs> uniforms that the crew is wearing in Lower Decks are based heavily upon the abandoned uniforms that the next generation crew were going to wear in generations oh. back in 1994. And I wondered what those looked like because you kept telling me when we rewatched it recently that yeah. like they had the whole uniform concept and Very I was like, but what was it? based on that. And and that those uniforms only saw the light of day because Playmates Toys, when they were making the next generation action figure line, got uh. the word they're changing the uniforms. They took the sketches and said, okay, pop all the old figureheads off those and put them on these new ones. And then they came back and said, yeah, we cut that in the budget. They're wearing old uniforms that don't fit. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what you do with big movie budgets. <laughs> right. That, that's why that's that's why like Riker's uniform in that movie is like he's He's like hulked out, out in out it. it, yeah. And and, and uh Jordy's Deep Space Nine style uniform, like the, the gap in the middle is almost down to his midsection. <laughs> yeah. Why why you gotta tell all their secrets like that? <laughs> you're, you're you're ruining the magic. Yeah, I'm ruining them being cheap. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you also know that Kirk's uh, sideburns in the Enterprise B scene were actually a mustache cut in half because he forgot to grow his sideburns going into the production? <laughs> All right, that's it, folks. <laughs> yep. Show's over. Wow, it's true. How do you forget to grow sideburns? That's part of your job. <laughs> Yeah, Shatner tells the story. He was driving along, and his, he was with his daughter, and his daughter said, uh, Dad, did you forget something? And he's like, oh, no. And <laughs> makeup guys were just like, okay, fake mustache, snip. Weird. Yep. All but right. then by the time he shot his scenes at the end, he had time to actually grow sideburns. Oh, well, good for him. Yeah. So... That, this episode is not about generations. No, no. We, we've been dancing all s- over the place on this one. <laughs> took a, a side journey there. The other two main characters, Tendi and Rutherford, are uh, delightful. 
Yes, um, yes. Rutherford played the uh, Eugene Cordero plays Rutherford, and he played Pillboy. Oh on, yeah, yeah, on, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Good Place. They are, they seem more like the traditional Star Trek characters in the, in their enthusiasm and optimism. Oh yeah, I know they sort of they love their jobs right. and yeah. Whereas yeah. Boimler and uh, uh, Mariner are sort of weird funhouse mirror reflections to some of degree Boimler's very much a like he loves his job too he's ex- he's enthused and excited about everything but he he, he loves being in starfleet he's in it for something hmm. he, he okay he is not thrilled with he doesn't he just is. love he no. loves being in starfleet but he wants more mm-hmm. okay yeah wants... whereas mariner my kind of Starfleet, mm, whereas like yeah. Starfleet may be kind of dumb, but it's nice being on a spaceship. I'm here, and I'm you know annoying my superiors just enough. <laughs> that that that's an aesthetic that I enjoy. Yes, yeah. The whole series is predicated on being a riff on a single Next Generation episode, Lower Decks from season yes. seven, which is a pretty good episode. They're sort of off brand for the show. It's a darker episode than right. would. Right. Uh, suggest what this sh- this new show is. Mm-hmm. This is a comedic animated right uh, romp. Whereas the other one is like, "Hey, let's get to know these guys, and then let's kill off the one you liked a lot." To bring the conversation briefly back to Sorkin, <laughs> here is the analogy I have: uh, the the first year Thirty Rock was out, there, Sorkin had a, another show called Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip, which was very a very West Wingian. Sort of interpretation of you're yawning, so was the audience. Oh no, I'm year. just tired. Yeah. Um, it was a very whispering and serious interpretation of how to make comedy, which I can tell you that that kind of why it screwed up. But you've got the serious version of it, and they were, were we're the best comedic minds of our generation. We have to make sketches because they're important. And then you have Thirty Rock, where they're fuck ups, and it's a lot funnier. Yes analogous relationship to regular Star Trek shows hmm. and this. They're kind of fuck-ups on this show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even the the main crew, the the captain, the first Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's delightful, too. It's not like the bridge crew is, like, super crazy competent and, you know, the Lower Decks people are just, you know, they're newbies, so they're not good at their job. It's like the whole crew of the USS Cerritos is the ship and makes me think of Doritos every time I hear it. So I'm just like, well, maybe fit USS yeah they're just they're, they're they're all quirky and weird and even the captain like there's the scene where she's like running down the uh the or she's going down the hallway being like i need to come up with a cool catchphrase for how we uh go to warp and like you know so it's stuff like that so they're all a little weird i think we'll go into a little more in detail on those main characters uh, i say main characters the, the secondary characters that would be the main characters the on any crew. other star trek yeah, show yeah. uh after we hit our commercial break Hey, welcome to commercial. Okay, so we, uh, the list of things we need to tell people, wear a mask, for fuck's sake. Please Uh, just be kind to your fellow humans and wear a mask when you're out and about. And have it cover your nose. Nose and mouth both at the same time. Most people are getting the mouth right if they got the the mask on. Some are. Some people are like, I'm going to cheat a little bit and you're going to get all the corona from my nose. Right. And and, uh, there's the rare person that just is looks like they're wearing a mask as a chin guard and that's it like it's even below their mouth that i can like, even understand because like maybe you had took a but why sip, even wear it at that point but maybe you took a sip of drink and you forgot to put it back up 
I, I'm giving somebody the benefit mm. of the doubt. It's not good, but I'm saying... It's not like you drink out of just your nose, so that's why right. you would have it below just yeah. your nose. When you're just yeah, below the nose, okay. you're just being a mm. dick. Yeah, just just stop. So stop being dicks, nose people. <laughs> <laughs> nose people. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Yep. Listen to black people. They're trying to tell you something, and now's the time for you to listen and to learn. Well, hundreds of years ago was the time to listen, oh, but... They've, they've been, they've been yeah. shouting at us for yeah. years, and people are just not paying attention. Yeah. If, as a white person, I can maybe call a few other white people into that conversation, mm-hmm. that will hopefully be good for the world. Register to vote. Yes. Do it right now. And actually vote. Don't just register. Actually follow through on that commitment. Yes, absolutely. Register to and vote. Yes. Don't vote twice. No, no. Don't listen to... As certain persons have suggested. Certain people who, like, want to rail against voter fraud are encouraging voter fraud. I'm very confused. Yeah. Well... I think he is, too. (laughs) That's hardly neither here nor there. The post office, use it. Yeah. Mail something. It's guaranteed in the Constitution. Buy a stamp. And certain people are trying to dismantle it. Yeah. So uh, buy stamps, use them. If you're online reading this and... You want want me to mail you something? Go follow me on social media media and send me your address. I will mail you a letter. I mailed a letter to a guy I don't even know. Really? Well, I met him once at a writing (laughs) event, and then I had one online conversation with him at some point. Nice. And that was five years ago. Do you want a pen pal? Mac will be your pen pal. I got seven pen pals right now, and you can be one of them. You can be his eighth pen pal. Number eight. Do it. If you're interested in podcasts, there's a number to be listened to on PartyApocalypse.com. Our friends Z and Eris during their exile have still been producing episodes of As the Myth Turns. They air episodes on the weeks that we're off. Uh, we also have the complete run of the fourth wall. PartyApocalypse.com also has my uh, movie reviews, blogs, and books. Back to the episode. Woo! Welcome back, everybody. So we're talking about the cap, the 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 command crew. Of the USS Cerritos. Yeah. Some interesting characters there. We have uh, the captain. I'm blanking on the name because it's different. It, it, it turns out the captain is the the mother of Ensign Mariner. Yes, yes. But they, she has a different last yeah, name. Yeah, and uh, I forget Freeman, the captain's name. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. The internet will be happy to correct us. I'm sure they will. Yeah. yeah that's fine. Hey, internet, let us know. Yeah. Uh, the first officer, played by Jerry O'Connell. Which is weird because I, I like don't really hear his voice when I listen I to that character. Yeah. It's I not like either. it screams, Oh, hi, I'm Jerry O'Connell, but right. I guess it is. Yeah. And his is he's Commander Ransom. Ransom. Kinda right. like handsome, but not. But I think he may <laughs> be a relative of the captain of the Equinox from Voyager. Oh, okay. Captain Ransom. Fun. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. That turned out well for that guy, so you yeah. know, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Uh so uh, that's my theory. I, I don't. Mm. I, it seems like a weird last name to pick to not have that be a connection. Oh, yeah, that's true. For this show, what about the Bajoran guy who's like the? Yeah, I'm um, blanking on his uh, name too. Like uh, the tactical officer the, or whatever. Chief security yeah. officer yeah. Is, is a is a grizzled Bajoran. Very likely, grizzled. Yeah. At like first, I didn't realize the... he was Bajoran until I saw his his earring. Yeah. Um, and and I, I was like, oh, is he Bajoran? <laughs> I don't think you realized it until he said by by the prophets. Yeah. As, as yeah. I didn't. I guess I point. didn't even notice the earring until he said something that I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Is it Talana is the medical officer who's a cat person? <laughs> a cat person. There's a name for their species because they it it. 
the first member that we saw of them was a crew member of the original Enterprise in the animated series from the 70s. Mm. And it was, a, it was a lieutenant or something, or lieutenant or ensign Mares in that show. And it's Talana here. You can tell. We're not great with the names. We're not great with the names, but also. <laughs> but they're also background characters that don't get mentioned a whole lot. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So I, we got Boimler, Tendy, uh, Mariner, and Rutherford right. So right, I, I, right. I think we're, we're doing okay. Yes. Uh, the captain is uh, Carol Freeman, played by Don Lewis. Uh, Jack Ransom, uh, Jerry O'Connell. Shax is the Bajoran lieutenant security officer. And then Ta'ana is uh, the, uh, maybe saying it wrong, Cashin is the species. Okay. C-A-I-T-I-A-N. Mm. Who reminds me of our cat. Yes, yes. She is uh, temperamental and will just sort of swipe at you. And... Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> she likes to bite. There was, there was one episode, or I think it's even a clip from a future episode where Boimler says something and the cat's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, I've gotten that look from our cat. <laughs> uh, the episodes have been good so far. I would like to see some established characters show up. Really? I would. Why not? I feel like that wouldn't fit just to have, like, I I kind of like that our established characters are all in the background. There are people that this crew knows about and Boimler worships on several levels, but I I like that we're not just constantly running into Admiral Janeway or, you know, something like that. Not constantly, but occasionally. And I think it is going to happen because they've Mm -hmm. already talked about it in interviews. That That disappoints me in a weird way. I disagree firmly. Okay. Yeah. Because and I think that what they said is they don't want to do it all the time and they don't want to do it for no reason, like it would have to serve whatever story or some joke within the show. Yeah, but I mean, I'll have to see what they do with it. But just on spec, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see that. Mm, yeah, because I, I like when they like like there's an episode where Rutherford is like agreed to find a new job just so he could hang out yes. with his friend for one morning and his. <laughs> His engineering schedule didn't fit, so he's like, "I'll just find a new job on the ship." And I so he ends up minute, he yeah. ends up uh, testing out all the different different jobs, including at Mand. Yeah. And they put him through some holodeck training programs. And at one point, uh, Commander Ransom is like, "Hey, on your next go around, try the Janeway maneuver." And he's like, "What's that?" And he just laughed at him, like, "You don't know what the Janeway maneuver is." I suspect it is something to do with killing a crew member and then just starting over at the end, like nothing happened. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's flagrant disobedience of the mm-hmm. temporal t- prime directive. But you know, I I I, I don't know. I I, I, I feel I, like yeah. I just I like the references, and I but I don't want to see the people. Is that weird? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, but internet, feel free to tell him he's wrong. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, I I would I think they could do a Q episode on this show. I think they could. I don't know. Do you think uh, what's his face, John Lancey, would be up for voice work right now? Maybe anybody be up for voice work right That's now. Voice work is the is where it's at. Right. Yeah, you could <laughs> it's do It's the anything. reason we have an animated episode of One Day at a Time. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think they could do a QS. I think that might be a bit much. They could have some tertiary contact with, with some other character. I mean, they went to Deep Space Nine. I didn't go to Deep Space Nine. They flashed back to Deep Space Nine. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think it definitely could. You could have even not main characters, established ones, but like secondary, like some of the ones from Deep Space Nine, because Martok is the chancellor of the Klingon High Council as of the end of Deep Space Nine. You could have J.G. Hertzler do a role on it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why that makes me feel so 
like that it just feels wrong to me but I, mm, yeah. I i don't feel like every star trek needs cameos of other star treks i agree yes i agree with that as well but i think this show could do it in a in a very mm. interesting way we'll have to see yeah I think it's happening. I don't know how it'll happen. It may have been a uh, fake out that the O'Brien gag at the end of uh, episode three, I think, mm-hmm. was uh, the closest we're going to get. But maybe so. Yeah. You shut me down on that so much. I don't even know what I was going to talk about. <laughs> you were just like, no. <laughs> Sorry about that, dude. <laughs> oh, we, uh, you were talking about the, the episode where Rutherford... Uh, starts transferring departments mm-hmm. and it was such a it, it this it, it took me like a day or two to get what the joke was because it was like it's it had a very weird pacing in those scenes where he would break the bad news that he was transferring out and it would look like they'd get mad and then they weren't mad they'd be like yeah that's a great decision yeah right. <laughs> and i was realizing that's a spoof for lack of a better term of the non-conflict edict that roddenberry had for the that era of Star Trek episodes. Oh, yeah. it, it, like the characters can't have conflict with one another. So they were saying, okay, he's getting into a conflict situation. They would have to go, nope, no conflict. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do kind of love this, like, and maybe this is the Boimler in me. Like, the, I, I love this idea. You've got this team of people all working together and they're just rooting for each other, man. They just want to see each other succeed and be happy. And I don't think Boimler wants to see other people succeed. <laughs> No, I think he does. Like he, he wants. I think he wants other people to be as happy as he is. <laughs> but he's not happy. I would. I don't know if I agree completely. Like I, I think he wants more for himself. But I think he, he's finding that he's finding the happy in everything. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Mm. Yeah, I, I think we shall see. We shall see. I do like how uh, Mariner is the sort of misfit. Mm-hmm. Um, but she knows a lot and has seen a lot and has yeah. done a lot. She's been in Starfleet a lot, too. I mean, she was there for the Dominion War era, to be sure, because she was wearing a First Contact-style uniform. I really want to know how old she is. It's not, it's not clear <laughs> at all. No, no. And it's, she. It, the implication was that she'd been demoted to Ensign. Is yes, that right? she was okay. a lieutenant on her dad's ship and then got, got moved to her mom's ship, yeah, and now she's an Ensign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, and that's that's sort of a running thing so far as they they haven't told anybody else that that's her yes, mom. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. she they both they both keep that under wraps right. when talking to other people. And yeah, the the look of sheer terror on her face, and I think it was last week's episode when she got promoted again. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> girl, there was a visceral sang, visceral fear sang. for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she did get us some sweet quarters after that, though. I don't know if it'd be worth it, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> to not have to sleep in a hallway and have your own bed in a, in an actual room. But then you got to be a lieutenant. That whole montage in that episode was just people bothering her all the time. Yeah, no, pass, mm-hmm. pass. You and I are different people. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with that out of the way, I think that kind of brings us halfway to uh, the season. Uh, the shape of it's sort of incomplete, but. Mm-hmm. I think we may see some cameos like we talked about. Mm. So so what are what are the complaints on the internet you say people are... Star Trek shouldn't be funny. False. Uh, right. The scene from this week's episode where uh, Mariner walks in on Boimler naked. Mm-hmm. In Star Trek Twitter, there was a recurring theme of... One guy tweeted a screenshot of that and said, and said simply, is this what Star Trek has, bec- has come to? And then everybody would 
tweet that same question, but with stuff from the past, like the episode where Loxana uh, shows up at her wedding naked, uh. and it, all of that sort of thing, and like Green Orion slave girls dancing, and all. Yeah, like, yeah. I think the ultimate argument was that Star Trek's always been kind of horny. Yeah, which is true. I think yes, Roddenberry was a utopian idealist, but he was also. A horn dog. Now, I have it freeze-framed on that image, but I also think Boimler's kind of a Ken doll in the bottom It actually specifically blacked out. It was a black bar. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I I looked at it like, oh, look, he just has no form. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. 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 Interesting. There are whole episodes with the word naked in them. I mean, that don't contain nudity, but still, I'm just like. Yeah. Did did somebody post greased up Sulu without a shirt on fencing in the hallway? Like, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Okay. We, okay, that guy got his chops busted pretty good after. Okay, after good. Yeah, complaining about just <laughs> pearl clutchingly, you know, saying, "Oh my sexuality in Star Trek." Oh, never, my word. Oh, I have the vapors. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. They complain about that. They complain about Star Trek shouldn't be funny. Uh, what what have these people been watching I don't know. all these years? They complain that uh, Mariner talks too much, <laughs> which has um, some implications oh, to it, to question. be sure. question. Are these mostly white males? Uh, it would tend to be. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah that um, tracks. That tracks a lot. I will say she does have a fast way of speaking, which I think is unusual in the Star Trek canon. That's me meeting them... Maybe a fourth of the way. Yeah, but that's I, there's a long shot between she talks too fast too, too much. and she talks too much. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. They're just not used to hearing women have a lot of lines. That's probably true. White guys, come on. <laughs> do better. <laughs> a, do better. B, realize the party's over. It's okay for you to sit down now. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Actually, it might be nice. Take a little rest. Be mariners. There are other... Yes, yes. Take a break. Yeah. And let the Boimlers of the world... Yeah. I mean, uh, this is a bad analogy because he's kind of the white male of the group. But let the ones who are enthusiastic and outspoken and, you know, willing to do the dirty work to, to change the world, let us have a have a go at it for right. a little while. Right. Yeah. You, you've had... Several hundred years now. Yeah. <laughs> and look where we are. Hooray. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's that's interesting to me that there's, I mean, it's not, I guess it's not surprising that there's complaints. It feels like people are going to complain about Star Trek no matter what. Yes. That but, is ultimately true. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter what version it comes in. Um, not even a little bit. But I... <sighs> I, I wholeheartedly disagree with all of those criticisms. I Star agree. Trek was always supposed to be fun and funny. Yeah. And otherwise you get like, like, did did they think Star Trek was supposed to be some dark, like, Christopher Nolan version? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, everybody wants that super dark and awful. serious. Yeah. No, it's, this is not DC. It's dumb. It's mm. a dumb thing. So we've come to the end of our medical emergency series. Uh, yeah. It's kind of interesting. We've been doing it for almost six months now. 
Wow. And uh, time is definitely not linear because I no. feel like we've both been doing this for 10 years and like maybe two weeks. Yeah, it is surpassed the original format, which we hope to get back to next week. Yeah, definitely. Next time, rather. I know it's been a long time since I've. Yeah, we, we were watched in the original series. Yeah, we yeah. were in the original series and I, yeah. I haven't watched that in a long time now. It, it's. I I like to think that we were the final push day after or the day of, I think we posted our uh, episode on discovery where we requested, nay demanded a Captain Pike show. They announced (laughs) Captain Pike show, (laughs) the strange new worlds it's coming. uh, And so I'm thinking we did pretty good. We're trendsetters. What? Ooh, with this power, what should we ask for next? Uh, Good question. Crusher comes back. (gasps) Okay, that would be the one acceptable thing. I think the cat person doctor needs to consult with Dr. Crusher on something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm talking about okay. with the cameos. It doesn't... Okay. Not, they show up on the Cerritos. Yeah, and, I don't yeah. want... Okay. Here, yeah, I don't want them to show up and save the day. I don't want them... I Like, I just would love, like, for them to be a consult in the background or, yeah, you know... That sort of thing. Maybe... I had another thought, but of course now I'm blanking. Or they cut like you could even have a, a moment where whatever the Cer- whatever shenanigans the Cerritos got into that week, it has some wide ranging impact on the Federation, and you cut to some other crew hmm. member that we know doing reacting to that. Like, oh god, what happened there? Like, what are those guys doing oh, over the there on that ship? Yeah. yeah, as long as it's a th- kind of a throwaway line and not like a huge plot point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I might be okay with that. Yeah. As kind of a parting thought, just uh, and I don't know why this suddenly occurred to me, but I actually really like the theme song for this. You didn't at first. I, I did I. You, you said I don't know about the theme song. It's, it's grown on me then if I said that because it's it's very. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of catchy, and Mm -hmm. you can kind of hum it to yourself, but it feels. Star Trekky and the the opening sequence because it's animated they get to do some just funny stuff with the ship and I would I, I find I, it delightful I do I would like I would love it would have been ambitious to do so that there was different gags oh like each time credits. you see it it's a little bit different there there's huh. some other fun thing like Bob's Burgers has a different thing in their yes, opening sequence yes. it, after five I've kind of gotten the joke mm. or what it. if they change it up each season. That would work too. Yeah, yeah. But every episode, if they had done that, or mm. some modification, like you have like the four, there's four or five different little scenarios that the Cerritos is in and, and messing up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the fifth one is different. It, every yeah. Time. yeah. I, I think, and I, I'm kind of laughing at myself right now because I was just remembering there, there's a great, one of the gags is that they show up to a fight with a bunch of board cubes. They take one hit and go, nope, and turn around and fly it, off. It, it's worse than <laughs> it, the Borg and the Romulans are exchanging fights. The Cerrito shows up and is like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> It's great. Yeah. I like Lower Decks. Uh, I, I think it's, I wonder where it's going to fit in the grand scheme of Star Trek, because are they ever going to do novels based on this show? That would be weird. <laughs> That'd be, yeah, that would be weird. Next time, uh, should everything work out with the inverse tachyon beam we're using to bring back our people? Uh, we will. Oh, you know, those tachyon beams, yeah, man. Mm. You know, tachyons are squirrely. We will be discussing, I believe, and it's been six months since we were on this <laughs> pathway, so I had to look it up. Uh, but I do have notes here that I wrote six months ago uh, for <laughs> Conscience of the King and Balance of Terror. Mm. 
you can see my notes. I have written in squiggly <laughs> letters, Space Hitler. Ooh. So we'll be talking about that. Yeah. And uh, from there, I don't have much else. Do you? Overall, I'm enjoying it thus far. Like you, I'd like to see kind of where they go with this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we'll see you next time. Stay safe, everyone. Okay, bye.